I want to thank you for joining us today on Meeting with God. Meeting with God is the radio preaching ministry of Vertical Church in Columbus. We're in the middle of a series from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, called Seven Steps to Life-Altering Prayer. Today we're going to listen to the second half of a message called Step 6, Divine Protection. Too many people have said, they don't read the text, which is take heed lest ye fall, and they like, I'm, I am rocking it, I don't have to worry about that, uh, as they go over the cliff and falling 60 feet, 100 feet, sometimes never to return. Then it says, no temptation is overtaking you that is not common to man. That's the flip side of it, which is, oh, there's nothing I can do. I'm, I'm, I'm the target of the enemy. These temptations are too much for me. There's nothing I can do. I, should, I, I guess I just have to hopelessly jump over the cliff. And neither is that true. Look what Paul says under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He says, God is faithful. Look up here for a minute. No matter what your temptation is, God is faithful. And he is faithful to help you. He is faithful to walk with you. And he is faithful to pick you up when you went over the cliff. If you'll ask for help. Now the joy of this Lord's prayer is lead us not into the ditch. Not pick me up out of the ditch. But he's willing to do that as well. That's what forgiveness is about. That's what we talked about a few weeks ago. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. That's a promise. Don't ever say, there's no way I can get out of this. Say, God, show me the way out of this. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but will with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Why do I say this? I thought Leanne Morris had a great comment when he said this. God tempts no one, but the worshiper of Jesus Christ knows his own weakness, and in this prayer, seeks to be kept far from anything that may bring him to sin. You see, part of humility as a believer in Jesus Christ before we're in glory is the ability to say, I'm vulnerable, I can fall. Why is it so dangerous for my two-year-old to be out alone? Because she has no concept of the danger that she, that even basic things like cars and people and any number of other things could have on her. She has no concept of heed lest I fall. She's oblivious to that. And sometimes as believers, we're oblivious to that. But God wants to help us. When we begin to realize that we are all sinners, that we still have a flesh in us, though not controlling us, the Holy Spirit is, we can find victory. We can find victory. I want to just encourage you with this. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, God can lead us away from temptation. When it says, lead us not into temptation, it's not saying maybe. It's saying ask. Ask because he can. He is able. He is faithful. In fact, why don't you just write this down? You can ask for protection from temptation. You can ask for it. But you need to ask for it. You know, I find it very fascinating that God, in his infinite wisdom, decided in our sanctification, our growth and our walk with the Lord, that we should need to, on a daily, or in some cases, hourly basis, ask for help. Why doesn't God just flip a switch and make it real easy? Why didn't God just, when I became a Christian, take my flesh out? Because he's teaching us dependence. 
He's teaching us how to lean into him for grace even when we don't want to, even when we don't feel like it. He's gently knocking the pride out of us. God will lead us away from potential temptations in many cases. God will not allow us for sure to be tempted beyond our ability. I would encourage you, depending on where your walk with the Lord is, if you are really wrestling with a particular temptation or temptations, to make sure you memorize and, or put a copy of 1 Corinthians 10, 12 to 13 up on your bathroom mirror or wherever you need it to be and reminding yourself that, hey, you know, God has given me victory if, if I'll walk in it and ask for help. You know, God promises to provide an escape hatch. (laughs) Here's the interesting thing, though. In the text, it says he'll provide you a way of escape. But the important thing in the text is you have to take the way of escape. If you don't take the off-ramp on the road to sin, if you don't take the off-ramp, you can't blame God that he didn't, you know, he's given the ability to turn off. You got to take it. And he will. You also need to trust God. Often this is a struggle we have in temptation as we start to wrestle and the enemy begins to poison our minds with thoughts like, well, God doesn't really want you to be happy. You can't really, I mean, maybe God could get you out of temptation, but do you really think God wants you happy? I mean, you need to be happy, you know. And subtly our hearts are pulled away into thinking that God really doesn't have my best interests in mind. Nothing could be further from the truth. The cross of Jesus Christ is the continual reminder that God always has my best interest in mind. And he was willing to pay for it with his son. I'm gonna invite you to look up two more texts on your own which will speak into this uh, study. Uh, The first one is Matthew chapter four, verse one, which you can look up on your own. And that's when, ironically, the Holy Spirit leads Jesus into a time of temptation. It's two chapters before the one we're in here in Matthew. It says that the Spirit led Jesus. He had just been baptized. He was full of the Spirit, and the Spirit leads him into temptation. What do we learn from that? Well, sometimes God is going to allow temptation in our lives. Just because we pray this prayer doesn't mean that we will never, ever struggle with temptation ever again. It just means that God will pull us away from probably most of it. Here's the second thing we learn. If Jesus could conquer the greatest temptations of the enemy, so can we. Victory is there to be had. I'll let you read again that text on your own, but you'll notice what Jesus does every time he's tempted. He brings out his Bible and he says, but it is written. And he fights the enemy and temptation with the word of God. Here's the other text I'll invite you to go to later, Matthew chapter 26, 40 and 41, where Jesus himself tells the disciples that they should pray so that they don't fall into temptation. Now, sadly, they didn't do it. And um, this is right in the Garden of Gethsemane. They did not pray, and it did not go well the next few days. Those are lessons we can learn. Now I want to bring you to the last half of this prayer request that we're looking at back in uh, the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 6, verse 13. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us, here it is, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, some of your Bibles will say, but lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
And then other Bibles say, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, implying who? Satan. There's lots of debate on this. I probably spent more time on this than anything else because I I don't want you to pray. Pastor, you only had to teach us to pray on one verse. Could you just get it straight? There's a lot of good debate on that. Um, I believe with the article in the Greek, you're probably like, really, Pastor, you're getting me down into this? I, the evil in Greek can be used to be talking about a general evil or it's clearly used as a reference to the evil one. Kind of like what we do, you know, when, when Ohio State and Michigan, it's like that team up north, but we don't say the word. Well, kind of in a different sort of way. It's kind of the same way. That's the way the Greek would say it. They would kind of say, the evil, you fill in the blank. Okay, so if you kind of get the concept there. Uh, One guy wrote about this. He said, the difference between Satan and evil is small in the present petition. To pray to be free from one is to pray to be free from the other, whichever way you land. But the more vivid personal interpretation uh, may be slightly preferable here. Um, And that's the direction I took. So I'm going to lead you in that direction. Now, while it could be either, you can pray for deliverance from the activities of the evil one. Now, I'm going to allow you to be theologians today. If you think it's just evil, just leave the blank empty. Um, But I believe it is the evil one referring to the devil. Now, we saw that just a few chapters before, if you're reading Matthew, about the uh, devil leading Jesus into temptation. Here's the question you're going to have to think about. Some of us have a hard time thinking that there's actually someone that's personally involved in trying to take us down spiritually. Uh, Some people think, really? I mean, you're talking to me that little dude with the horns and the tail is actually for real? He's for reals, right, as they say? He's out there trying to actually influence what I, he actually cares about what I'm doing? For real? I believe that is true. When we were down in Barbados, I got an urge for coffee, which happens about once a day. And um, except I wanted good coffee. So where we were positioned, uh, we didn't really have a, it wasn't a hotel where you had like a place downstairs where you go get it. So I figured I'd go for a walk and go looking for some um, really good coffee. And as I was walking down the street, I should say this right up front. If some of you are thinking of going to Barbados, it's a very safe place. So it's a very safe place. People are unusually friendly. I'm telling you, I'd go there and close my... I mean, it's a great place. I take my family there easily, except it's expensive. And um, so as I'm walking down the street, um, down this kind of main drag, and um, all of a sudden this dude on the other side of the street starts yelling at me, saying, hey, hey, you got to get some of this. I don't even remember what this was. It could have been bananas. It could have been trinkets, bracelets, T-shirts. There were these vendors on the side of the street. Well, he starts yelling at me, and I'm kind of the guy that's just like, dude, I don't want that. I'm not even going to talk to you. Okay, I I want coffee. And if I start talking to you, then you're going to try to reel me into buying something I don't want and don't want to take back. And so I just kept walking. Well, he kept chirping at me. So I eventually walked and just kind of ignored him. I thought it was over, and I kept walking. And I, but I noticed he was really chirping at me. And uh, so I eventually didn't find coffee there and kind of walked over here and eventually found some good coffee. And I'm, as I'm walking back, I'm less than a block away from my little, it was like a motel or something we were staying at. 
And I'm walking, and all of a sudden I look up, and I hear this guy yell, and he had walked all the way down from where he had been before, apparently had seen where I was going, and he pipes up and says, why wouldn't you talk to me? And in that moment, you ever had that moment before? And you're like, oh no, this is not going to go well. That guy had it out for me. And some of us can understand the, because of what we've seen on TV or we've seen in other places, we understand when somebody has it out for us. But we don't understand in a spiritual sense, and I'll give you some verses to back this up, that there is a spiritual enemy who has it out for you. That's why this prayer is here. Now, I'm not saying you should be afraid. I'm not saying we should be, but I am saying we should be aware. Some of you are wondering what happened. I got as nice as I possibly could in a hurry. I said, sorry, dude, sorry, dude. And I tried to, and he's like, all right, let it go and walked away. I breathed a really big sigh of relief. Um, But it doesn't always end that way. This is Pastor Luke Aarons. Maybe you've been listening to Meeting with God and wondering, how can I embrace the gift of salvation and follow Jesus Christ? Or I have some questions about Jesus and the journey of faith. We would love to answer any questions you may have or help you in taking the next step of faith. Let me encourage you to visit our church website, verticalchurch.life, or visit one of our weekend services in Columbus near Route 315 and Henderson Road. I want to give you a, a verse here, 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 3, verse 4 and 5, Paul says this to the Thessalonians, For when we were with you, we kept telling you beforehand that we were going to suffer affliction, just as it came to pass, and just as you know. And for this reason, when we could bear it no longer, I sent to learn about your faith for fear that somehow the tempter had tempted you and our labor would be in vain. Now that word there for tempter is perazon. It's the same, it's the verbal form of the noun we've been looking at. And it means tempting, and it's used as a name for Satan, which is the tempter. Now you can look this up later, 1 Peter chapter 5. Scripture says that we're to resist the tempter. We're to hold fast in our faith. But look up here for a minute. You need to understand this. There is someone that's trying to influence your faith for the negative. Now, some of you have family members like this. Some of you have friends like this who heard when you, they heard that you're a believer in Jesus Christ, like, oh, that stuff is so full of baloney. You don't need to pay attention to that. And they try to influence us away from Jesus Christ. But that is, in a sense, what the enemy does all the time. Influencing people away from the truth. Accusing them when they fall into sin that there's no hope. When Jesus says there's hope no matter what. The enemy is busy trying to deceive and to get distracted. And so many times Christians get off into other things other than the main thing. Or they fight about carpet when they should be reaching out. And all the different things that the enemy influences people, even believers, to do. That's why Jesus said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, maybe you're thinking this question, well... What do I do on a daily basis with this verse so that I can experience divine protection and victory? How do I use this? I want to go back to that Greek word parasmos. 
And I want to give you a couple things that you can do. If you have your pen out, uh, you can just uh, write these down quickly. If the parasmos, the trial or testing, is from God, if it's from God, pray for wisdom, as James 1 said. Pray for endurance. Pray to be able to remain under and pass the test. So you don't have to skip a grade and go back. If the parasmos is a temptation from your flesh, that's why we pray, lead us not into temptation. What we're praying is, just like when you're, your Google phone, when, you, when you're going around and you know you're about ready to hit traffic and your phone reroutes you somewhere else, pray, God, would you reroute my life around potential temptations? God, you know the people I'm going to see today. You know the TV I'm going to be watching today. You know the uh, computer things that might end up in my life. You know the relationships I'm going to be engaging. God, lead me not into temptation. Protect me, and you will. Then run if you still run into any temptation and have a realism about you that knows that if you do give in, uh, there is a sinful nature at work. Lead us not into temptation. Here's the final thing. If it's from God, pray for wisdom and endurance. If it's from your flesh, pray to be rerouted. That's what we're talking about. And then if the parasmos is from the evil one, or the parazone, you need to resist the enemy and know scripture and quote it to the enemy. Okay? If you don't know the word, you're a lot easier to deceive. Ignorance does not produce bliss. Ignorance produces more ignorance and foolishness. Uh, Jesus does things the perfect way when he resisted the enemy by the word of God. I will say this too that when it says deliver us from evil, it can also mean rescue us from evil. And maybe you're caught today and you're snared. You've been snared and you're like, God, my life's a mess. I don't know how to even get out of this. I, I feel so ensnared in my sin or in the mistakes I've made or the things I've done. How do I get out of this? Pray, lead us not into temptation, God, but rescue us from the evil one. Deliver me. Save me from the evil one, God will, if you ask for help. And before I finish up here, I want to mention something that I think is very important. Because I know that this is not just theory. This is reality that all of us face. You ever heard of the movie, The Perfect Storm? Which is when um, different types of storms all collide at the same time and it can create a monstrous, unbelievably strong storm out at sea. And what I was thinking about that, I was thinking about what I call the perfect parasmos. What do I do when I'm under testing and God's testing me in the area and then the enemy comes around and, and then all of a sudden my flesh is being snared into some desire that I want and then at the same time, the enemy on the other side is trying to snare me into something. That's what I would call the perfect parasmos. And the weight of that can feel overwhelming. And it's like, God, do you not see how hard this is? And then sometimes the easy out is then to go into our flesh and find some other solution. Maybe alcohol, maybe uh, sexuality, maybe it's other things, uh, but perversions of it. And, 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 and just reaching for something to make all the pain go away. Or it's drugs, 
or it's fill in the blank, okay? When you're under that test from the Lord and your flesh is reaching out for something and then the enemy is piling on and trying to make you miserable, it's at that time that you need to ask people around you to pray for you, okay? Don't, don't try to do it on your own. And more importantly, you need to trust God. Because in that time where these things are piling on, we can start to say, God, do you not see what's happening here? You're not paying attention, God? Do you not know the pressure that I'm under right now? The answer is he does know. And he's willing to help us. I want to close by giving you a few promises you can write down. Maybe you're in that point where you're just like, my life is such a mess. My life is so heavy. I don't even know where to go from here. Can God even help? How do I trust a God I can't see in the midst of things I can definitely see? Psalm chapter 46 verse 1 says that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Maybe you need to write that verse down to give you faith in the battle. More than that, Jesus, we're told, in Hebrews chapter two, verses 17 and 18, says, therefore he, Jesus, had to be made like his brothers, like us, in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest or minister on our behalf in the service of God. To make propitiation for the sins of the people, For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. you say amen to that? God knows what we're feeling. More than that, in Hebrews 4 it says, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are and yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need, most specifically when we're being tempted. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. As we think about this prayer, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I want you to think about this as you're wrestling with this in Jesus Christ. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, and if you're not, you can be one today. I'd love to pray with you. But in Christ, as believers, like Paul just talked about, we have access to our heavenly father for help. I just think about that for a moment. We have access to the God of the universe by virtue of what Jesus has done. We can simply pray in any moment, any dark moment, any good moment, any bad moment, we can come before him and we have access because of Jesus into the throne room and say, God, I need your help now. This is killing me. This is hurting me. This is, and God will listen because you're in Christ. Second of all, because we're in Christ, we have the power of the Holy Spirit. And just as Jesus resisted the enemy under pressure, great pressure, so can we. Most interestingly, this text we're in, Jesus gave us his model of prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I have to wonder if Jesus himself, 
in the 40 days and nights that he was fasting before he knew what was coming, which was battle royale with the enemy. If through that time or in other seasons where he prayed, scripture says, all the way through the night in prayer, it's very, very likely that he was praying, Father, lead me not into temptation today, but deliver me from the evil one. You see, Jesus in this prayer has given us the key to victory, which is you can ask the Father for the same things that I've been asking him for, and he will protect you. He will help you. He will be with you in those moments. He will give you the power to overcome. He will forgive you when you fail. He will help you start again, and he will be there for you. But here's the thing we have to do. We have to take the four seconds to say, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. That's our expression of dependence on God. That's our saying, God, I can't do this on my own. I need you. I need your help. And he will be faithful. Thank you so much for listening to Meeting with God, the radio ministry of Vertical Church in Columbus, Ohio, located at 1290 Old Henderson Road. Meeting with God is a listener-supported ministry which strives to share the good news of Jesus Christ each day. Our prayer is that this radio program will lift people's eyes and hearts to our Savior, Jesus. If you would like to be a part of the Meeting with God team of financial donors who make this ministry possible, please visit our website, verticalchurch.life. We are thankful for your partnership in the gospel. And as always, we hope to meet you back here at the very same time tomorrow for your meeting with God. Meeting with God is the teaching ministry of Vertical Church Columbus. For more information, go to verticalchurch.life.